Welcome to Yes You, a podcast for women to imagine, explore, and step right on into a new paradigm of life and leadership. I'm Annie Carter, a conscious business owner, yoga practitioner, and a big believer that this world needs all women to show up just as we are. This world needs you. Yes, you. Are you in? Let's do this. Hello, hello, and welcome back. So great to have you here. I want to start this episode as I start each episode by acknowledging our First Nations people, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, who are the first people of this country. It always was and it always will be Aboriginal land. And today I'm going to be talking about cycles and about seasons, and it's a good time to let you know about something that I've come across recently. It's a section of the Bureau of Meteorology's website, bom.gov.au, that is dedicated to Indigenous weather knowledge. And it's really amazing. You can click on different sections and see different Indigenous communities and their seasonal calendars. And it's really amazing to see how different communities have engaged with and interpreted and understood seasons and that in different areas where different communities have lived and are living, the seasons are obviously very different. Australia, this is a huge country and there are really different looking seasons. So in some of these communities, they will talk about six different seasons within a year and other communities will talk about two different seasons. And you can click on them and see how they explain each of the seasons. And it really has struck me once again just how powerful the connection of Aboriginal people is to land. And that when they're talking about seasons, so much of it is about these animals are doing this at this time. And this is what's going on with the land. This is what we're seeing in the trees. And yet again, I just find myself called back to how much I have to learn from our First Nations peoples and how that wisdom and that deep intimate connection with land is just so precious and so powerful and something, yeah, that I have so much to learn from. If you'd like to go and have a look at that website, it's yeah, bom.gov.au forward slash IWK. I should just say that as far as I can tell that that section of the website is not controlled by Aboriginal community, but has been put together in consultation with Aboriginal communities. So, you know, just want to kind of be aware of where these things are coming from. All right, so in today's episode, I want to address a question that has come to me a couple of times recently. And last week, I was teaching a cycle love workshop, sitting with an amazing group of women talking about menstrual cycles, and in that, referring also to moon cycles. And this question came up again. And the question was How does the menstrual cycle relate to the moon cycle? And which one should I follow if I'm going to try and align my life around a cycle? 
So great question. Let's chat about it today. Now I'm going to make the assumption that if you've got this far in listening to my podcast, that you will have listened to the first several episodes where I talk about the different phases of the menstrual cycle and cycles in general and how much I am all about consciously living in a cyclical manner, in a way that has ebbs and flows, that has waxing and waning. So I'm going to take that as a given and that you're with me. And if you haven't heard about any of that, you don't know what I'm talking about, you might want to not just listen to this episode today, but also go back and listen to the first several episodes of this podcast. So Let me start by saying that the menstrual cycle and the moon cycle mirror each other really beautifully. A moon's cycle is about 29 and a half days. An average menstrual cycle is around about 28 days. And so they sit pretty neatly alongside of each other. And both of them have phases that also mirror each other really well. So in the menstrual cycle, there is a phase of growing energy, of peak energy, of waning or decreasing energy, and a time when hormonally we are more predisposed to rest. And likewise, the moon cycle has a time where the moon is waxing, where it's going from darkness to more brightness. It has a time when it's full, it's really bright, and then a time of waning where it starts to turn darker and darker and kind of turn in. And then the dark moon, which heads into the new moon, is where we can't see the moon at all and the cycle begins again. And so they sit really nicely next to each other. And some historians talk about the likelihood that back in pre-electricity times that commonly menstrual cycles would sync up with the moon cycle so that in the menstruation phase, which is that time of rest, that that would tend to most commonly occur at the time of the new moon. And so a whole lot of people would be menstruating at the same time. And there are some suggestions in different cultures at different times that women have gathered together around the time of the new moon, around the time of their bleed. The idea being that since electricity has come into our lives and artificial lighting specifically, that that has kind of messed with our programs a little bit, messed with the system. And where previously when that wasn't around, that our bodies were in sync with the brightening of the moon towards the full moon, that that would be the time of ovulation. And then as the moon became darker and each night just grew darker, and darker and darker until the very dark night of the dark moon each month, that that would be the time of bleeding. But now we don't have that kind of relationship to the moon where we feel it's waxing and it's waning. Instead, by the time the moon is out, most of us have turned on our lights at home. And so there's not that kind of natural syncing up and and connection anymore that perhaps might have been there before. That said, if you are a menstruator and you have a pretty regular cycle, you may find that your cycle does sync up 
with the moon. It might be that you bleed at the time of the dark moon and that you are ovulating around the time of the full moon. You might find that actually it's the opposite of that. For me, my cycle kind of changes a little bit. It's usually more like 26, 27 days, and it does fluctuate sometimes. And so I'll find sometimes I'm really synced up with the moon and other times I'm really not. And there's a question about whether we're meant to sync up with the moon. And I guess I would just say that for me, anything that kind of starts to impose this like should upon us, should my cycle be in line with the moon, it really should be, uh, I kind of want to reject that (laughs) and just go, you know what, we don't need any extra pressure in our lives in that kind of way. Personally, I do find because I pay attention to my own cycle, my menstrual cycle, and I keep an eye on the moon and I pay attention to what she is doing, I do find that I kind of feel most settled, most at home, I think, when my cycle is synced up with the moon. That said, quite often it's not. And so I don't want to give myself a hard time or feel like I'm suddenly I'm out of sync or something's gone wrong if my cycle isn't aligned with the moon cycle, but just, it's just another thing that we can notice. So yeah, if you're a menstruator and you're wondering whether your cycle should sync up with the moon cycle, I would say, don't worry about it. Bigger fish to fry. Let's not worry about that for now. And so then the question being, well, should I follow the menstrual cycle and the phases of the menstrual cycle or follow the phases of the moon cycle. Here's what I would suggest. If you have a menstrual cycle of your own that is relatively regular, even if it kind of fluctuates in length by like maybe even up to a week. So it might be that some months it's like 23 days and some months it's 30 days, something like that. I would say, follow your menstrual cycle, work with the different phases of your cycle, tune into those because you have this nature going on within you. You have these hormones that are doing different things, finding their different concoctions, their different combinations or mixes throughout the month. And you have this opportunity to tune in and feel what that's doing in your body and to follow that. So if you have a menstrual cycle of your own, I would encourage you to follow that. Now, if you don't have a cycle because it's just kind of gone missing. So you might not have a cycle for all sorts of reasons. It might be because you've chosen not to, and that you might be using some kind of contraception that um, prevents you from having a ovulation and, and menstrual cycle. It might be because you're pregnant. It might be just because you're breastfeeding. There could be all sorts of reasons. If your cycle has just kind of gone missing in action and you're not really sure why, I guess first up I would say that that would be something to go and chat with a naturopath about because a naturopath can certainly um, support you in kind of what's going on for you hormonally. And in that way, our menstrual cycle is just this incredible vital sign for us. It can, if it 
disappears or if it starts to do something really different, it's this amazing information for us to glean and to work with. So yeah, I would take that information and go and chat to someone who can support you to kind of work out what that might mean, what's going on in your body. But so yes, coming back, if you don't have a cycle currently, or if your cycle is super irregular, like not just sort of a week maybe in between, but where it might be, you know, a three-week cycle and then a 10-week cycle, and then who knows when your period is coming next time and really, really kind of no idea what's going on with it, then I would suggest in either of those cases that you follow the phases of the moon. So obviously, if you're following the phases of the moon, you're not following what's going on for you hormonally. But if your cycle is missing, or if your cycle is super irregular, it might be that the nature within you, your own hormonal balance, has just kind of gone a little bit off balance and may be supported by you coming into a more regular rhythm that you could create by following the phases of the moon. So although you wouldn't be actually following what's going on hormonally, you would still do the different things that I've suggested that we do and go back and listen to those previous episodes so that there is a time in your month, each month that you have rising energy and you do more things and you kind of get out there and you get your can-do attitude on and that there's a time for kind of shining bright and connecting outwardly. There's a time for turning in and there's a time for rest. So you get all of those different elements of a beautiful, healthy cycle. And I have absolutely known people who have started to do that, to follow the moon cycle and have found that it's almost like it's coaxed their own inner cycle, their menstrual cycle back into a more regular rhythm. So that would be my suggestion. If you have a regular menstrual cycle of your own, follow the menstrual cycle. If you have a very irregular cycle or you have no cycle at all, then I would say follow the moon cycle. Now, if you are postmenopausal and you don't have a cycle anymore, I would encourage you to do whatever feels best for you. I love the way that one of our yoga teacher trainees described her experience of being in menopause. She said, I've grown out of cycles. I've grown out of the menstrual cycle. And I really like that. It's kind of like she's graduated from it. So yeah, it might be that as you come to menopause and that you don't have that menstrual cycle anymore, you may choose to really tap into the moon cycle and follow that. Or you might even choose to just kind of zoom right out and follow the big seasons of the year or even just kind of let go of that cyclical way of living. Perhaps there's a reason for that and you can just tune into how you feel and what you need day to day. And hopefully during your menstruating years, if you had menstruating years, that you're practicing that paying attention of what's going on for you so much that by the time you've come to menopause, you are just that tuned in that you can follow what you need moment by moment, day by day. 
You know what? If you didn't get a chance to do that during your menstruating years, all good. You can start just by tuning in, paying attention to your body and whatever cues and information that your body is sharing with you in each moment. Go with that, honor that, work with that, follow that. So forgive me if I am saying things that I have said before in other episodes of this podcast. I do love to talk about this stuff, (laughs) but overall, I would just say to follow a cycle of nature, one of them, any of them in some ways, like, yes, I love to encourage those of us who menstruate to really tune in. Cause I think there's something super powerful about finding that nature within ourselves and following that. But honestly, if that doesn't feel great for you, or just sort of doesn't feel like a good starting point, please don't just give up on the idea of this cyclical living. You could follow the moon phases as I've described. You could follow the big seasons of the year and just really tune into how it is to be in summertime or what it's like to then transition into winter or autumn and then into winter. You know, last year as we were in lockdown, it was a pretty amazing experience to just kind of fully see through a whole year of the seasons. I am someone who has theoretically thought, you know, I'd love to just really follow the seasons and let my energy go with them and to really enjoy the kind of brightness and the high energy of summertime and to feel that decline of energy and that sense of turning in through autumn and then the real kind of hibernation vibes of winter. Theoretically, I think I'm all about that. In reality, I do find myself just wanting to go to Bali or wanting to go somewhere where it's beautiful and sunshiny in the winter as a little bit of a break. But it was pretty awesome last year to stay and to really feel those seasons. So you could do that, just really tune into the seasons. You know what? You could follow like the tides of the ocean and just their cues. There's a time of fullness and then there's a time of retreating. You know, even if we followed the 24-hour cycle more closely, that could be amazing for us. And again, it's probably just like the electricity, the screens, all of that, that means that although that cycle is happening all the time, that day turns into night and night turns into day, and there's, you know, an obvious cue for it's time to be out there and active and doing things and an obvious cue that it's time to kind of calm down and rest and sleep. We can ignore that because we have all of the technology that allows us to do that. But I think we do it to our detriment. So in a way, it's almost just like pick a cycle, any cycle. My experience is that by tuning into a cycle of nature, whether that's one outside of yourself or inside of yourself, it does just open your eyes to appreciate and connect with other cycles of nature. And for me, it's just been a really beautiful experience of realizing that I am nature, not just that I am part of nature, I'm in nature, but that I am nature myself. And for me, the more that I've connected with my own menstrual cycle, the more I've actually felt a connection with the earth itself. And 
the more that I feel part of the earth and that beautiful connection there, the more it gives me a respect and a love for the nature going on within my body. And so it just kind of goes around and around and one feeds the other. I do think there's a connection to be made also between the fact that climate change is affecting the seasons of the earth as we've experienced them, that they're kind of going a little bit haywire. And similarly, that mistreatment of our own bodies and uh, really what I think is a symptom of our patriarchal capitalist linear society where we just push, push, push all the time. Some of us, our own internal seasons are also kind of going a little bit haywire. And so I think that there's a call for us on a personal embodied level and a collective earth-wide level to care and to tune in and to pay attention and to show some real love to this nature that we are part of, this nature that we are. So I hope that that has answered a question for you, if that was a question that you had. And Can I just finish by saying, you know, that feeling when you go out into nature, you might go out into a forest or to the beach or up on a mountain or something like that. And it just feels so good. And you feel in awe of how beautiful it is. I just want to remind you that you are nature. And so you are awe-inspiring and beautiful and powerful and you yourself can be good for your soul and for the souls of those around you. So please remember that. You're amazing. Thanks so much for listening. I will talk to you again soon. Lots of love. Thank you for joining me. Head on over to my website, anniecarter.com.au, where you'll find some free resources to support you in your life and leadership. Please make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And I would really love your help in spreading the word about Yes You. So if you have friends who you think would enjoy it, please let them know. You could take a minute to write a review saying why you're loving it. And you could screenshot this episode and share it on your social media. Make sure you tag me on Instagram at underscore Annie Carter. Until next time, let me remind you that you, yes, you are awesome. And I'm so glad you're here. Sending you big love and I'll chat to you soon.